Good morning, guys. Welcome to the podcast where I share my journey writing my first novel. I am a small business owner and entrepreneur living on the coast of Maine with my cat and my husband. And today I don't really know what I'm going to talk about, but it is the morning and here we go. Um, I woke up pretty early this morning. I am getting into the pattern of waking up early and then starting my writing after breakfast. Um, I have not been going on walks in the morning, but just a really nice morning just makes me want to get outside and go for a walk. Um, Usually, lately, I have been waiting until the end of the day after my work to go for a run, um, which is great. So this morning, I just wanted to get out and rant about... um, this character thing (laughs) I'm working on. So just bear with me because I don't really know what I'm talking about and I'm stuck in this spot and maybe it'll be something you can just relate to and feel less alone. Um, So what is going on is that I've been stuck in the beginning of my middle for a while, but I'm slowly chipping away at it and I have been able to make some progress. Yesterday I actually wrote a thousand words even though I just said not to do word counts but yeah um, the problem that I'm having is that I like my secondary character way more than my protagonist and I feel like it's a problem and I think that the reason it could be one of two reasons One could be that I much prefer characters who have a good-bad complex, and my protagonist does not, and my secondary character does, and she drives the, really the whole story forward for me. She's way more exciting to write, she comes more naturally, Um, and then my other suspicion is that it is because The protagonist is, um, his arc is more symbolic and ambiguous, so I don't know if he actually truly changes as a character, uh, especially scene by scene. Maybe by the end of the book he will have changed a little bit, but I have a feeling he might be falling a little flat, at least for me, which means he's probably falling flat for a reader, um... And I don't know how to fix that. And I I tried to do um, some scenes over in the beginning to fix that and to um, enjoy writing him a little more. But that didn't really happen. Um, it did happen for one scene that I had been thinking about for a while, um, which is his like opening scene almost. And that I had a lot of fun with. But after that, it was just me weaving in old scenes. And so maybe that's also why he's falling flat. I don't know. Um, It could be a real big problem in the long run for my second draft. Like, it might be a matter of me starting over um, just to fix how horrible my protagonist is. Like, I don't know if anyone's going to be rooting for him or not. I think he... I think... Well, no. I think everyone... If anyone's like me, they'll be rooting for my secondary character. And this is the character I've been talking about who I um, 
switch scenes between. So it's Crimsy and then Felice and every other scene switches. And sometimes there's a first person scene thrown in there. Um, so it'll be like Crimsy and then a first person and then Crimsy or Felice and then a first person and then Felice. Um, hopefully I can make that pattern like consistent. Um, but yeah, like Felice is really driving the story forward and I just started on some ideas for the middle build, which again, like I said in previous episodes, I have had like a lot of blank space for the middle build. But, um, my idea here is actually being driven by her because she's She's not being trusted by the main characters. And I figured, like, well, hey, if they're not trusting her, maybe she'll just act out. Maybe she just needs to do something that they can't trust her, you know, like, to reinforce their ideas of her. So she's going to maybe do something bad. And there's a lot of, like, back and forth, like, with that character throughout the book, um... I don't know how specific it gets when I get to the end. I've been so excited to get to the end, though, of my book because I've been thinking about it for so long. But I definitely don't want to rush. So, yeah. um, I really love characters with a good-bad complex. I love villain origin stories. I love, like, where the villain is relatable um, you know, like the Avengers, um, what, what's his name? He gets the, the gems and his ring or whatever. And he like, just half the planet disappears. And you're like, well, that kind of made sense though. <laughs> but like morally, it's like horrible. So I just love villains like that. And I've been really enjoying developing Felice in that way. And she's not, she's not the villain. And I, I've been playing with that a little bit. And this is like kind of a little bit of a spoiler alert, but I try to not reveal too much about the plot line or the book or the characters. But there's some like questioning going on in the storyline. Um, so we'll see if she does or does not betray somebody um, several times. I don't even know myself, so I, I don't think I can possibly reveal a spoiler if if I don't know either. You're just going to have to read the book. You're just going to have to guess as you go along. And maybe it'll be predictable, but I'm trying not to make it predictable. I'm trying to like just follow what the characters are thinking and doing. But that's why I've had so much fun doing this character because she's got that good bad complex and it starts out with I mean it's clear from the beginning that her mom is up to something and not that great of a person and that Felice is being manipulated um so it's pretty clear but then Felice keeps doing these bad things but she's really conflicted about it and she really wants to get out And, um, yeah, each scene is just, there's a couple of scenes of hers that are flat, which I'm like, oh, these aren't great. But most of the scenes that I've written of her are really compelling because of the fact that she's got this complex. And I'm thinking about 
you know, what's she going to do next? What is going to pull on her heartstrings enough to get her to flip? And it's just really great um, just letting the characters speak to me, I guess. And I have been starting some outlining of my um, second book that I will write. And I think that there's an element missing if you don't, if you don't actually do the writing, because I do want to plan out, like, I'm going to map out several books before I even start writing that just to see, you know, like just to see how that process goes, just to see what works for me because I didn't get that chance with this book. And if it works better, then that's amazing. Um, if it doesn't, then I'll just find a balance because right now I am flip-flopping between um, like plotting and just writing. And sometimes I'll get to a point in the plot where I'm like, okay, well, I obviously have to write the plot line before this just to see what the characters do. The only problem with that is that one of the characters doesn't necessarily speak to me. And maybe it's also because he's male. Maybe I um, relate more to a female character, but I don't, I don't think that's what it is. And maybe it's also a little bit of the fact that he's not human. So this character is just baffling me and... I don't know how helpful this podcast will be because I have no answers and maybe that's part of the fun of it is you just have to figure it out and I think it's probably helpful to get other people in on it and get advice but for the most part you have to work it out yourself Um, and maybe I just don't like the character. Maybe I don't like him because he's weak in the beginning but there's a point where he turns and he's like I guess the point of no return would be he suddenly realizes what he has to do and then and then he's a stronger character and maybe then I'll like him maybe that's what I've been building to this whole time and maybe Felice is the one that gets you through the rest of the book in the beginning I don't know I don't know the answers and Another question I've had on my mind is uh, maybe somewhat unrelated, but also related. Um, How much do you trust the reader? Because when you're in a book, you cannot be a reader. You don't know. I'm already like blind to most of my scenes. You're not supposed to read them. I was scolded for reading mine. Like, I don't know how much to trust the reader. And I'm sure some of it will come out in your second draft where you can figure things out and actually have a reader go over it and then you can fix the spots that are like broken. Um, But yeah, that's been on my mind. Like, do I trust that my character is okay enough to keep going or do I go back and fix him? At this point, I'm, I'm in it and... Felice's scenes are the ones that are propelling me forward day by day. Um, Obviously, I'm also writing Crimsy scenes, but for the most part, sorry, there was like something was flying at me. 
but yeah, for the most part, I enjoy Felice's scenes more than my main character. It's sad. It is sad. I wish I could change it, but at the moment, it is what it is. Um, and also what just occurred to me is, I've heard this slung around a bit, but that a villain is, a more compelling villain is going to be a more compelling book. And maybe if your main character falls a little flat and you have like an amazing villain. Um, and Felice, again, I will not reveal whether or not she's going to, what she's going to do. She's not the main villain. She's not the one they're after, you know. But it's a strong villain complex that I have going. And it's this dynamic between Felice and her mother as well. Um, so maybe the fact that I have a strong villain complex like that will propel the reader forward and they might ignore the fact that Crimsey's a wimp. He's a characterless wimp. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Um, again, and it's because I think his character arc is symbolic very very symbolic and it's like part of the whole arc of the book is um rooted in this symbology that I wanted to integrate um but maybe my mistake was leaning on that symbology too much and not not thinking of a separate character arc for Crimsey that could be it like that very well could be why he is falling flat for me but I think I could probably fix all of that in, you know, my second draft. So yeah, that's, um, those are my thoughts today. And I was also thinking about potentially sharing a little bit more about my book, which I think I have just now today. But um, if some of you are just tuning in, or I think there was an episode maybe where I talked about it more in depth. But for any of you listening who have no idea what my book is, it I have now decided it is dystopian sci-fi, um, specifically. Um, forewarning you, there is a lot of death. Not of the main storyline, but there is a lot of elements of death in this whole novel. Which surprised me, because... I didn't know that it was going to be that way, but that's the way it is. Um, and it is about this concept of um, infiltrating the human genome. And that is in the past, like that already happened. Um, but essentially, there are two different kinds of humans, and they're not even humans. Um, there's humans, and then there's Homo transitus. And that's the title of the book, going to be the title of the book, Transitus. And um, it's about this, the journey of this kid, this 19-year-old, who is transitioning um, into his aquatic lungs. He's a little old. Normally it happens between, you know, as, as young as age 15, maybe 14. And as old as like maybe your maybe your uh, early twenties, but he's a little on the older side. Like he's been waiting for a while. He's thinking maybe he's not 
he's not actually going to transition and he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to leave his sister. He doesn't want to leave his family. And that's his main thing. Like that's, that's all there is to this kid is he just, he doesn't want to. Puberty's hitting. He doesn't want to. So that's why I think he's maybe a little weak. Um, but yeah, some shady stuff is going on in the, I, I wouldn't even call it a government, but maybe I should define the HPO a little better, um, which is Humanoid Preservationist Organization. And um, they are very secluded from the rest of the world. So mainland is the world. And so this is their own little world on an island. And all these people come here for sanctuary. And the HPO helps them. But there's some shady stuff going on. And, um, Crimsy is sort of, like, figuring this out slowly. I, I don't think that that moment is as strong in my book as it could be either, so I need to fix that. But he figures something out. Something's going on, and it's flip-flopping between Felice and Crimsy. So the reader, you guys all know there's something shady. Or you don't know it's shady yet, Maybe. We'll see what, what the readers think, but I don't think the readers know that it's shady, just that something's going on. Um, and then when something is revealed to Crimsy, you're like, oh, wow, that's shady. That's um, not cool. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's the beginning of my book. I don't want to reveal too much. I'm like a super... I'm actually a super private person, guys. Like, this whole podcast thing is like a huge leap of faith with you guys and like for me. <laughs> because when it comes to my industry, I'm very private about my life. Um, the fashion industry, I don't really talk about the fact that I'm in Maine. Um, and I do normally, not during quarantine, go to New York once or twice a month. Um, meetings and whatever and I'll tell people then I'll tell people I have a house in Maine but I don't get into specifics of my life normally so it's very um I'm just a very isolated person I've done this to myself but yeah I I am a super paranoid person I think my mom probably instilled this bit of paranoia into me about like Oh, everyone's out to get you. Everyone's going to steal your stuff. Everyone's going to steal your ideas. So, like, this is a huge leap of faith. But I know that for a fact that I cannot reveal my ending. And I can't reveal too much of the book because I do hope for an Ender's Game-esque feeling near the end. I do hope for that. I hope that I can achieve that. This is super ambitious for a first novel. Like, I don't know if I can do it, but... I can't reveal anything too much because then it'll then it'll ruin the experience for you. Um, but yeah, sharing has been interesting. Like I have no idea what kind of persona I have built with this podcast. Like I can only imagine because I go up and down a lot. Um, but we are all just rambling about trying to figure things out and. I've always been super 
maybe if I don't talk about myself, I'm always super transparent with everyone I work with. You'll never catch me lying. Like, it's almost physically impossible for me to lie. (laughs) And I just hope that um, out of this podcast, if you haven't, you probably haven't learned anything on this one. um, I just want to reinforce the fact that I'm here if somebody really is struggling and somebody is like relating to these podcasts, feel free to reach out. Yeah, and that's all I have to really say today. I'll uh, talk to you next time.